Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 uh, uh, uh. Today is Thursday. It's <laughs> not even how it goes. <laughs> I know. Well, I was just giving you a little lead in. Thank I you. I know how much you like it. I do. I really do. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> Hey everybody, today is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. This is the producer's happy hour. Two producers on opposite coasts chatting over drinks, a lot of drinks hopefully, about what it means to be a good producer. I'm Lawrence Lewis and I'm in Los Angeles. Happy birthday, Mom. And I'm Sister Christian in New York City. And we're back after a couple of busy weeks. Um, And today we're talking about what some might say is a labor movement happening in our industry. Yes, it's true. We're going to talk about this. And we want to hear from you. So please join the conversation at producershappyhourgroup.com. I promise you, we're getting better at our social media. We're going to be posting more things and having more conversations. So please check it out. Or you can email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, thoughts, uh, rants, whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, tell us how to fix the industry. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. You got an idea? We Please. want to hear it. Uh-huh. And <laughs> make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps people like you, you know, find the show. You know, it's all about the algorithms. It is. And if you have any questions for us, join us for office hours. We've had a few office hour people uh, reach out to us because we believe in mentorship and sharing information in this business. So if you are new to the industry or if you're stuck somewhere in your career or want some advice, hit us up, same email, producershappyhour at gmail.com and just let us know it's time for office hours. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want it. We want it. All right. So I'm drinking. (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) Well, in full disclosure, everybody, we tried to do this earlier today. And for some reason, New York City, I don't know, we had some rain. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. So um, this is the first time today. So it's late for both of us in general. Um, So, yeah, I've been drinking quite a bit already. And right now I'm trying this. cocktail that I love. It's a bottled cocktail. Cute, right? Oh. It's called, um, the brand is Wandering Barman. And this is the Iron Lady, which is gin with rose petals, citra hops, grapefruit, lemon, cane sugar, citric acid, and malic acid. by volume alcohol. And a little little acid. And a little acid. They're (laughs) delicious. So I recommend these highly. I drink them all the time. Well, I am enjoying, I know, it's like. An IPA. I know. It's just, (laughs) I know, I know. Stop, uh, stop adding me. But yeah. But this is a nice one. It's just, I'm a type. It's a society. And it's also been a long, it's been a long day and after a long week. And I just can't make a cocktail. Also, my bar counter is kind of empty. Society. Brewing Company. It's the Pupil IPA. It is delicious. So cheers. I cheers to you. And it's a long weekend, so I'm assuming you're going to stock up tomorrow. Yeah, except I'm kind of working all weekend, so. Oh, fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. Good. Well, let me rephrase. I'm working on getting the hell out of this apartment. Okay. <laughs> There's been one too many floods. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how are you doing? Like, tell me about your floods. What's your life like? Well, What's New York like right now? Oh, boy. Well, the, our la- on our last episode, we spoke about Greg Peterson, my friend. Yes. And we do we did find that there are services happening on September 9th, which is next Thursday. So I am hanging out at least until then in New York. I'll probably head back to L.A. after that mm-hmm. because I have a job in L.A. That said, it's been a uh, – after <laughs> yesterday was the most rain in one hour. Yeah. 
ever in the history of ever yeah in new york city yeah. and it was 3.15 inches which had broken the record of 1.9 inches from two weeks ago when Fred came through. Oh my God. So I know. And so anybody who says this is a 500 year, a hundred year, whatever, no, fuck off. Like these things are happening seasonally now, mm-hmm. multiple times in a season. Mm-hmm. This is it. I saw mm-hmm. a Venn diagram today that had like two circles barely crossing and one was apocalypse and still working. And the sliver in between was like me. I was like, exactly. So like somehow we figured out how to have an apocalypse and keep working. Well, I, I, this is, this is perfect because I saw a meme that said something I'm going to, it's not, I'm not going to do it justice, but what it said was something like, um, you know, we all thought we'd be living in the desert dressed like Mad Max with our cool camo wear or desert wear, but bitch, you're going to have to be paying rent the entire way through the apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's not going to be like that. No, we're still going to have to go to work and we're still going to pay the fucking rent. Uh, the whole time. <laughs> the and whole never get ahead. I don't, like, and never get ahead. Yeah, I know. It's just a disaster. Well, it is not and, to um, bring the show down, but no, it just uh, the climate mixed in along with you know, yeah, the racial divides and the systemic uh, racism in our society and the weather, climate wise, well, and just in general, like overworkedness of everybody. It's kind of a it's kind of a rough time right now, I feel for a lot of people. Cheers to the fact that the murderers of Elijah McLean were charged. Uh, yeah. A couple days All ago. All five of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was um, that was welcome news yes, to it was. come in, but it was something that never should have happened. I, it, I it, it back today not, again. I, no. Does not bring him back. Today, yeah. I was just like, who fucking has a, a syringe full of ketamine just ready to shoot into somebody? Oh, my God. I mean, what? And when you learn that in EMT school, what are they? I mean, like, when do you get to decide to do that to some? I don't understand. So, I mean, I'm sure that, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't believe that that was, that was you know, that something was, you know, that was I watched. I watched uh, back last summer when the uh-huh. awareness the awareness of that murder came out. I watched the whole video and it was just oh, heartbreaking. so heartbreaking. And then, you know, the, the chief came over to the, to the, all the, the, the dudes that killed the kid and was like, we need you all to break up. Uh, he coded on the ambulance on the way to the airport. So everyone needs to separate. We can't talk anymore. We got to break up. Everyone needs to go. But, you know, it's just like they're instantly in damage control because they knew that they murdered him unjustly. What just made, what made, (laughs) yeah, I know that we can't understand it, but it's naive to think that it doesn't happen. So Uh, every day, I I know every day. So, uh, but that, that one is extremely tragic. So yes, I'm happy that they're being charged. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) 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 This wasn't our intention, but hey, I guess this is, this is what's on our brains. This is where we wanted to go. This week, this is where we wanted to go. (sighs) I, so, you know, we, we had the IOTC story, like we. We, we said the IA, you know, stories yes, on Instagram, the Instagram right? handle, yeah. And we've been talking about the, you know, the shit champion awards, you know. <laughs> you know, it's not a badge of honor to work yourself to death, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, because the IA stories have caught on and they just keep coming and coming. And you can tell yes. that some of them are union, some are not. It just it doesn't really matter. I mean, working conditions no. should be fair and equal across the board. Um, and none of us should be working the way that no. 
uh, we were working 20 years ago, for sure. There's innovation that has happened. We we need to evolve. The days of the 1950s and 60s where the woman, you know, like where the man went out and earned the bread and came home and um, and worked, you know, yeah. for a living where we, where we didn't as women, all of that shit's gone. All that's we're gone. We're equally out there working 12 to right. 14 hour days every fucking day. Because it's day. very There's- rare to be have only one person in the household working and supporting the family. That's exactly. It's Right. not sustainable. So both pe- parents have to work. Right. And even they even know like nursing staff or yeah. teacher, anybody who works a 12 hour shift only works three a week. Yeah. Because that equals 36 hours. Yep. And then, you know, that's your 40 hour a week. Yep. And it is shameful that we do it. <laughs> we we ask ourselves to do it, but we also are told that we needed to, we need to do it in order to get ahead that we do it often six days a week. Yeah. And so to, you know, voice our concerns about safety is is seen as complaining, uh-huh. not being um, uh-huh. easygoing uh-huh. For, for the producers or production. Yep. It's um, sticking up for yourself is, said, is that you're being a, you know, troublemaker. It's nuts. It's nuts. I got a lot to say. I, again, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> this is the topic <laughs> of this show. Is this a labor labor movement that's happening right now? For, for those who missed the, the show last week and haven't caught on to this, there is an Instagram account. The handle is IA underscore stories, started by an electrician who was in the union, only relatively new, maybe only a year into the union. And he started this mm-hmm. Instagram handle because he posted something about the crazy hours we work and it got, it, it went uh uh, Viral. I don't want to say that. It went. It went popular. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It blew it, up the internet. It trended. Crashed. Yeah. And so <laughs> it trended. <laughs> it trended. So I think a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, when we did the sto- when we talked about this Instagram account, there was only a few thousand followers. Now it's up to twenty eight point eight thousand followers, Ooh. and they've gotten all kinds of press. And we don't want to kind of belabor this point, but I think it's a really important topic to discuss, to continue discussing, because I think it's this follows suit. There was a article, I think it was the New Yorker or, yeah, I don't know what it was. Some non-news publication posted, and I saw it posted on the on, on some, you know, social media thing. And the headline, I, I dove into the article, but I didn't want to read it because it, it, I just didn't jive with it. But it was, the newer generations are questioning a 40-hour week. Mm-hmm. And is that too much? The question's being brought up. And the author said, this is just called being an adult. Deal with it. Basically, was the <laughs> attitude. I'm not quoting the headline, but that was the attitude. And and such bullshit. And it, it's interesting to see people comment on like 40 hour a week. Basically, saying people are wimps for not being able to handle handle a 40 hour week work week. Mm-hmm. And a the reality is, I think sure there's a lot of jobs where you can clock in and clock out in a straight eight hour day. But really, so many industries ask so much more of you. I mean, there's no— Especially if you're management or supervisor exactly, level. Ex- exactly. You're not getting overtime. You're expected to work yeah. salary, which is seven days a week. And the 40-hour and the work week was created eons ago. Factories. Based in factories and, and uh, sunlight, sundown, and some, you know, capitalists— uh, concept made that a reality. And that now we're just kind of like, now it's the norm, right? But why does it have to be? The reason that I am vocal about this, because I know for a fact, there is a way to make a full-time, like a decent six-figure full-time yearly income on a part-time basis, on a 20-hour work I have friends that do it because they're independent. They run their own business. They have some sort of digital business that they do. 
I'm trying to be very vague so I don't call anybody out. <laughs> but, but like I have a friend. Her, her, I follow. Their, <laughs> I have a friend. Their goal is to make a full-time wage on a part-time yes. hourly uh, basis, and they are successful at it. So I'm, I'm not down with the naysayers that the 40-hour work week is too much. I'm not down with it. I think it is possible. I think we can redefine it. And I think it is time, and, and it's going to be the new generation that does. And this all points to this same fight that is going on with IATSE and the AMPTP and the new contract that, that is, isn't here yet. Isn't here yet <laughs> that's still being negotiated. So mm-hmm. that is the point of this week's and a little LinkedIn comment that that somebody put on one of my oh, posts. Really yeah. But you're right, Lawrence. I mean, I, you know, often have worked um, multiple times in the past 80 to 100 hour weeks. Yeah. And it was just like that, again, was a badge of honor or like I do more. I work harder at my job because I work this many hours. It's like, I don't want that award. I don't want that award. No. And it doesn't make me any better at my job. Mm -mm. Or a more valuable human being or Or more successful. It has been, but it absolutely has been rewarded Mm -hmm. because we know that it doesn't make us more valuable, but it does make us a valuable commodity to some, to the people who hire us. Yeah. Especially the old way of thinking. Especially the old way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We are probably too late to see, see benefit from this labor movement, but I'm hoping the generations to come do. Right, because nobody has to work as hard as we shouldn't have to work as hard as we did to get here. No. I mean, I wouldn't wish this work week on anybody. I, again, like I, I have nursing um, friends, and I, I have, I know people who work jobs that are what would be considered nine to five. And mm-hmm. yes, they may be compensated less, but they also have, you know, they can run to the bank after work. <laughs> they can do their laundry. I remember I was on a job and I, uh, I there was an office PA that my my production team was struggling with. And they, they literally, I walked into the office when they were in tears and said, I don't understand. When am I supposed to do my laundry? <laughs> Because we yeah. were we were on a crazy job and we were working 12, 14, 15 hours a day nonstop. And yeah, when do I do my laundry? When yeah, do I, f- I feed my pet? When do I, you know, it's like. Oh, I remember spending so much money a day for a dog walker when I had a dog. Mm-hmm. And I can also remember, like, of course, in New York, you send your laundry out. However, I used to think, you know, I used to try to convince, like, production companies that I worked with a lot to, you know, let me install a washer and dryer. Uh huh. Let me be more efficient. So, like, when we yeah. all started working from home, it was like, all right, you know, <laughs> like I don't think that that should go away because if if I'm going to work these kinds of hours, then you know, like commuting an hour each way to work is waste of my time and efficiency. I yeah, I cannot even yeah. begin to agree to with be, you enough. Yeah, just because you want me in the office doesn't mean that I'm going to be more productive or a better employee. Yeah, I, I've had this discussion many times with many production companies, and, and I said, look, especially when I'm in L.A. and I'm working on a New York job and maybe we're shooting in Europe, right? Everybody is way ahead of me. So mm-hmm. from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., which is how long it takes me to get to the west side, where a lot of the production companies exist in, here in Los exactly. Angeles, <laughs> that is <laughs> the most valuable time is 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., and that's that. Right. I'm on the road. And the response was, well, you can just take calls while you're driving. 
<laughs> because, because I don't need to look at my computer. I don't need to look at calendars. I don't need no, to look at storyboards. I, mean, like, I, I don't need to about, look at anything. It's all in my head, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can remember, and this was years ago, 10 plus years ago, I had to take a call. The agency producer was calling my phone and I had to take it. And he had multiple people on the phone and we had to do a call. And I could not, by the time I got home, I could not remember everything from the call. Exactly. And it, was, it burned you me. Can't, you can't take notes. And but then, not, I mean, what was I going to pull over on the BQE and <laughs> fucking take some notes? No, I mean, seriously, it was great. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, so th- that said, um, I do want to talk about the LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, I do too. Let, let's get on with the actual topic of the show. Lawrence <laughs> posted something in LinkedIn just about the labor movement and got a um, response back. Yeah, and this is no shade to the person. You know, this is their opinion, and they're they're totally in the totally. in the in the in, they were allowed to you, have it. <laughs> um, they, they, they're allowed to have an opinion, absolutely. And I'm allowed to we're disagree. Allowed to respond we're to allowed it. to respond to it, right? <laughs> Um, so, so without giving out their name or gender, we're just going to discuss it. But, you know, I posted, and you can find it on LinkedIn, Lawrence T. Lewis. I'm, I'm easy to find. Uh, you know, it was the L.A. Times article about this Instagram. Right. We've gone, we've, we've gone on so many tangents since then. The IA stories. And uh, the response was basically, you know, there's nothing wrong with a 12 or 14-hour workday in the movie business. That's what it is. And this is, again, the same thing we just said. The new, newcomers in this business are wimps. And they should just find a new job if they can't handle it. That that's yeah. that was the response. Exactly. And I thought that your response was fucking genius. It was very like textbook response. You compliment <laughs> you you understood and you expressed empathy <gasps> with his opinion. You saw through and, my prose. You saw my process. I mean, I thought it was fucking. So, if anybody out there needs um, to understand how to answer somebody back in a non-confrontational way, but also to expressing the views that you would like to express in a in a polite yet firm way, I think that you should go to and look at the response. Because it is not at all how Sister Christian would have answered <laughs> something like that. Which I've been known, now Lawrence and I, I, we both know I've been known to be extremely and well, cunningly diplomatic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but this one just kind of tore my little asshole up, I'll tell you that well, right now. You know. And I say that because it just reminds me so much of, yeah, I mean, yes, the hours, we were we were never allowed to say we were tired. We were never nope. allowed to say that we had a life. We were never allowed, I mean, never allowed to say anything for fear of being thought of that you couldn't handle it. Yeah. So, yeah, but the same thing happened with how, you know, unwanted um, sexual harassment or advances on set. Mm-hmm. We were just told, like, you know, like, you were probably one of five women on set. Yep. One or two production folks, whether it be producer and office PA or the production manager and the coordinator, there were two or three women maybe in production. Then there would be a hair, makeup, and maybe script. Yeah. And right. those were the women yeah. on set. And so we were, you know, basically it just was like, well, don't work with that person again. Yeah. Or ignore them or all those things. And it just feels like if I had to live through that and we've got to this point where, no, you don't have to live through it. You can say something. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're ever told to just live through it, call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's true. And so like it just it's like if we don't evolve past those types of things or like the rite of passage of like hazing. That shit is just, it's cruel. 
And there's a reason why we're a society that should be looking out for each other. We've made advances in our industry when it comes to innovation, like mm-hmm. cameras and workplace safety. All of those things have been advanced in the last 20 years. Why can't we do length of day? So you're on a job for a major brand and it's, you know, it's bid for 14 hours or something like that. It's like, no, just add another shoot day. Just add another shoot day. They have because, the money. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because say you're doing three... F- or four 12-hour days. Those, I mean, that equals five 10-hour days. Yeah, exactly. And most of the exactly. time, I know, and most of the time you have your equipment on a three-day week anyway. Yep. So it doesn't really cost anything to have an additional, the, the what you pay for in overtime on stages and people is the same exact thing as having a, a humane shoot day. And honestly, 10 hours of hard work a day is a long amount exactly. of Exactly. So even if it costs more, so what? Agreed. The, the the toll on the crew, this very highly specialized, skilled crew. That you expect to be highly that specialized. you expect to be highly specialized <laughs> and highly at the top of their game for your job. For your job. Yeah. Rested, yeah. Ex- good attitude, loyal to you, willing to do deals yep. on their kits and shit. Exactly. Yeah, like, no, uh, let them see their family. Meal penalty, all of those things. Let them see their family. Let them have dinner right. with their kids. Yeah, exactly. One thing I responded to to this person on LinkedIn is that I said, you know, maybe it is time that we just take a step back and ask why. Like, you, sure, I understand your point of view, but let's let's ask why. Why can't we just do this in an eight-hour day and, you know, cost more? They can. The money's there. They can afford it, right? Uh, right. Sorry, it's not, an, it's not a significant amount. Sorry, more. the CEOs aren't going to make as you know their bonus that year, but our crews can actually get paid. Exactly. It's really the, the difference in you know ten percent on the budget than it is. Exactly. I mean, ten percent more usually pays for it. So I don't. I mean, that's it's just nothing. And it's the same. It's, it's the same thing about like iteration. Why can't we advance? What you know? There's so much pushback of like, why do we have to change the way we greet people over the holidays? Why do we have to, you know, they said no masks. Now we have to wear masks. Wow. What is that? You know, it's like things advance. We get smarter as a society. We get smarter as we get older. That's why we've learned smoking kills, right? If, if, that's why we don't. Huh? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. It's Does like, it? yeah, that's right. why we realize, oh, guess what? Seatbelts save lives. Guess what? Exactly. Helmets. Helmets mm, save lives. Guess what? Started. We shouldn't put kids in coal mines. You know, it's like, I know. These oh, are things. Oh, it's delicious. These are things that we learn as a society as we advance and grow as human beings on this earth. So change is actually good, right? So why can't we just take a look at things and say, hey, maybe there's a better way we can do this that treats people better. And so we can all live happier, healthier lives and be more productive so we can exactly. make sure the shareholders see see a, a benefit. Right. But then when I'm a- when I'm excited and um, about a project and rested, then I'm more creative. Exactly. I work harder. Exactly. Yeah. His, but uh, their response was that the movie industry is not a sweatshop and it's not like working in a coal mine, which I didn't make that uh, comparison at all. So there was a there was a misunderstanding there on their part. And this is the part that I think I really have no idea how to even ex- respond to. But the pay is excellent considering the amount of time just waiting around because they're not they're not they're not even they don't even they don't even. They don't even their 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 job title isn't even anything close to doing what we do on set. So so 
Right, but that's that, that, that's that's said very much from a place of like privilege, and that they've how they run the like if they're a department head, you know, like sure. it just speaks to who this this it just speaks to. Um, but also the position. If I'm not in my home or with my friends in a bar, I'm and I'm forced to be somewhere else mm-hmm. without them. I need to be paid for those ta- that time, right. even if I'm just standing around. I know. I mean, it just just doesn't make any sense because um, if you're just standing around, that means your job is just supervisory. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you don't complain about the hours. You're making the most on the set. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? I know anyone can join a union. So you know the, this whole can't this <laughs> if they have enough money. <laughs> the last thing that we I want to talk about is the fact that there was an open letter written from the uh, I uh, local six hundred, and I don't know if if it was East Coast or West Coast or both, but six hundred IOTC six hundred for those who don't know, uh, camp cinematography camera department wrote a letter explaining that, as we know, they are IOTC is in negotiations with the AMPTP, which is the Motion Picture Television mm-hmm. Producers uh, Association, um, which will affect commercials, whatever they decide trickles down to commercials. Right. Um, said that they are at an impasse with the Producers Collective, and they're very far apart. The contract's up. They're negotiating. They're very far apart. They've extended the existing contract until like September 9th or 10th or something like that. Um, and then the, the back, basically if they said in this letter that if they do not agree to IOTC's stance of protecting how many hours we work on set and redefining this new media contract, which still exists, even though new, it's not new media, and um, giving the lowest paid members of the union livable wages if they do not stand up for humane working hours and safe sets. They're going to honor their the end of their contract. <laughs> they didn't say that. That's not what says. That's not what the letter says. But it says something much more flowery. Uh, exactly. But it was it was kind of a kind of a threat. And then there's some— I'm sure that strongly worded response um, needed to happen because they're at an impasse. It probably—yeah, I'm sure the letter started with, as per my last email. Um, (laughs) You know, there's nothing like um, sitting back and deliciously watching Mm -hmm. a union showdown. I've had it happen a couple of times on one of my jobs, and I just— So this makes (laughs) me—this makes me wonder Mm -hmm. if— Mm-hmm. If there might be a strike coming up. I mean, again, like I said, I've got popcorn. <laughs> I've got popcorn. And I have because... and I have some inside knowledge into the into semi-Otsu Union stuff. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I think that it is so the contract has been expired for a while and they just kept, they kept extending it. Yep. And the the new media contract that I just really got a chance to work with my first time about a month ago is wow. Yeah. It is so low. I was I was shocked. Because, you know, in short form, you normally don't get to keep, lay your eyes on it. But um, short form is now, um, or that contract is now governing things like, you know, two-episode streaming service shows and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, something that you would maybe squeeze into a promo contract mm-hmm. before because it was short form is now governed by this, literally, this the scale is half the amount of what a commercial is. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. not less. If not it's, less. I know. It's I know. So interesting. 
All right. So before we go, we want to continue to honor Greg Peterson, who yes, we talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, a staple in the New York City film uh, production community who uh, suddenly left us. Yes. Um, and there's a GoFundMe. I've posted it in our Facebook group and on, on uh, Thank uh, you. Instagram. So please contribute and support the family in this uh, time of need for them. Yes, and please send uh, me and Lawrence your Greg stories. Uh, I've I've seen a couple so far, and they are amazing. Mm. <laughs> and I can't wait to sit down and read them um, to you because they're just uh, it's exactly it personifies everything that Greg was. So I can't yeah, wait. I hear yeah, this. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. So it'll be good. Producers Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment designer, and he created our logo and branding. And Kyle Puccia is a music composer for commercials, film, and TV. He created our show music. This episode was edited by the amazing Eric Veals. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Schedule's pending. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a vacation week, just so you know. Yeah, it is. And please keep being safe out there. Uh, Still COVID, still Delta, still happening. Seriously, a lot of vaccinated people are still getting sick. Trust me. Send your voice recordings and emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Christian, how do people get a hold of you if they want to hire you or talk to you or just get to know you better? SisterChristianProduces.com. And Lawrence, that second cousin you forgot about. How can they reach you? That literally happens. Uh, LawrenceTLewis.com for producing and for voiceover work because I do voiceover. VoiceOfLawrence.com. All right. See ya. Bye.